This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. The month before we made that decision for sure, and she put her two weeks in, we had a month that was $47,000. More than my salary as a teacher. Which is insane. Yeah. I get like shivers even saying that, but that was like the sign like, okay, you guys need to do this together. That's your purpose. Let's go. This show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, everybody. This is Andy Hill. And today we're talking about creating a lucrative work from home lifestyle as a full-time blogger. There are a lot of people out there that would love the flexibility to work from home, spend more time with family, and make good money. According to our guests today, blogging may be the answer. Kellen and Brittany Klein are my guests today. Kellen and Brittany manage a blog called The Savvy Couple. They help families organize their lives, simplify their finances, and unlock the freedom to do more of the things they love. Kellen and Brittany's story and advice have been featured in major media outlets like Thrive Global, Yahoo Finance, and Forbes. When Kellen and Brittany aren't crushing it on their blog, they're raising their daughter Kaylee and spending time together as a family. Welcome to the show, Kellen and Brittany. Hey. Thanks. Thank Thanks for you. having us. We're excited. What an intro. <laughs> well, you've done some pretty <laughs> crazy cool things, so let's learn about them right now, man. So sure. you, you guys always weren't bloggers, right? You weren't making this sort of you know, blogging lifestyle happen. What were you doing before that, before you got into the online biz world? I was a fourth grade teacher before uh, we started the blog. And I was jumping around from job to job. I was a jail deputy for two and a half years, and then uh, I took an office manager job while we started the blog and then kind of left that to do the blogging full time as well. Wow. Okay. So talk to me about that change. When did you discover blogging and you said, well, that's much better than what I'm doing right now? (laughs) For sure. Yeah, I I, I think I had... I say rough out of college. I kind of pictured what my life, what our life would look like. We've been high school sweethearts since ninth grade. Um, so we've always been each other's best friends, dreaming together and like picturing our life and kind of aiming for what we wanted to look like. Um, I was going to be in law, a law enforcement officer. She's going to be a teacher. We're going to spend summers together. And we quickly realized once I was jumping around job to job, finally got a job in law enforcement, did that for about a year, realized that's not what I wanted to do. I was working forced overtime. I was in a jail doing jail deputy stuff. So I was always around inmates, just a negative environment, working on holidays and weekends, which is really rough. In the first year of marriage, we never really got to see each other. Yeah. You were going in, finishing your master's degree, substitute teaching here and there. um, And I was kind of carrying the load of our finances at that point, bringing the income in while she's finished up school. So we kind of got to a point where we're like, this is not what we expected it to be. And it was an epiphany. We sat down at the dinner table and we were just like, this, what is going on? Like we had this all planned out and it's not working out the way we wanted. This is so frustrating. And we kind of said, okay, I definitely need to find something that allows me to have more freedom of my time. I hate having commitments and doing things that other people tell me to do. That's just my personality. I like, I'm a free spirit. So we were looking around, I was going to start a home inspection business and I started to go back to school for that. I ended up quitting the, uh, my job as a jail deputy 
and went and took an office manager position at a local college, local Christian college, to kind of get my feet back on the ground and kind of find my identity again, because I was a huge identity loss leaving law enforcement, leaving that brotherhood. Eventually, we ran into bloggers making good money, personal finance bloggers. Income reports. Um, it's like, no way. These people are actually <laughs> making this much money. It's, it's wild. not possible. <laughs> Yeah. So the first one we ran into was Michelle um, from Making Sense of Sense. And we ran into Bobby Hoyt and he was a teacher as well. So we could really relate to his story. And we just always loved personal finance. We loved mm-hmm. budgeting together. We loved talking about numbers, you know, projecting our future retirement goals, all that type of stuff. So it's just a natural fit. And it was the, the summer you're off for the summer kind of bored, like let's find some yeah. side hustle to bring in extra income to help, you know, knock out our debt. Yeah. And we were like, let's start a blog. So July, 2016, we started the Savvy Couple together and I guess the rest is history. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. So, Brittany, what was your thought around uh, starting a blog? Does this sound like a good idea to you? Did it sound like unbelievable with these income reports you were seeing? Yeah. At first, I was like, there's no way <laughs> this is true. Um, we both uh, knew we wanted to make money, some extra money somehow. Um, we talked about both like getting a real estate license. So that side hustle has always been in both of us having extra jobs and trying to make extra money on the side. So we were just looking for something. And then we came across blogging. I said, well, we got nothing to lose really. So yeah, hundred bucks on hosting is what we got to lose. That's about it. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good deal. Low, um, I guess upfront money with blogging. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was just speaking with somebody a couple weeks ago about, um, MLMs and and direct sales and things like that. And we were comparing blogging versus MLM with the upfront yeah. costs that are required for you oh, to carry right. a lot of inventory and sell that product. Uh, you know, yep. versus getting some blue hosting fees or something like that. Right, exactly. It's uh, completely different. <laughs> so, talk to me more about your financial situation around that time. You guys said that you were working a lot of jobs to you know make ends meet. Talk to me about where you guys were. Did you guys have debt that you were dealing with? Things like that. Yeah, when we left college, we both had total about $40,000 in student loan debt. Most of that was mine. Uh, Kellen was really blessed and got help with his college, but I took out a lot of student loans and debt that we were paying off. Uh, We just bought a house, so we had our mortgage payment. Uh, Newly married, we got married in 2013, so it was like just trying to yeah, just like a, after college, it was just like a whirlwind of like, here's adulthood. Yeah. And uh, we just had, yeah, we had that $40,000 where those just kind of weighing on us, kind of, you know, trapping us on our jobs that we had and just kind of chipping away at it for a couple of years. And then finally, once this was, I'm kind of fast forwarding a little bit, we didn't start really chipping away and like really trying to destroy it when there's 25,000 left and we had the blog up and running and it was making yeah. good money and I was doing it full time. That's when we... We're having enough money come in that we both, well, that's another story. We, I felt comfortable throwing $5,000 at it a month to get it gone within six, five and a half, six months where Brittany was kind of more reserved and not okay with that. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's talk about it. We've already, you've already sure, opened up the, yeah, the, the, the bucket I, I there. So, so you, you have a little bit more of the uh, aggressive nature and uh, Brittany has a little bit more of the conservative nature I'm seeing. Is that right? Oh, for sure. She just bought new iPhones right before we hopped on this interview. So, yeah. <laughs> Literally right before. But it was well planned out. We were looking for a while and I found a good deal. He's the spender. It. I'm the saver. Yeah. Well, put me on blast like that. It's good, it's good to have a balance. I have a similar situation in my marriage uh, and my wife balances me out. She helps me be a little bit more fun, I guess we'll say, for, the, for that matter. Yeah. Well, let, let, so let's talk about how you guys started to build up this income. In the beginning, how much were you making with the whole blogging thing? And talk to me about how you started to ramp it up. 
Yeah. So we started it in the summer and we kind of just had it as a passion project. Like let's share with our family and friends, how we budget our money, how we stay frugal and save money. Brittany's like the frugal queen. Um, and I, I just love crunching numbers with the budget and investing and, and all that type of stuff. So we're the good yin and yang with personal finance. And we just started it as a passion project, started writing articles, sharing our story, um, just sharing helpful tips and tricks to our family and friends. We were doing that night and weekends kind of for the first nine months, just absolutely yeah. loving it, loving learning something new, working mm-hmm. on it together, being purposeful with our time. We shut off the TV and instead of working at, or like just vegging in front of the TV together, we were sitting at the table like building something. So it was really cool um, to have that with my wife mm-hmm. and doing it together. And then at the ninth month mark, we had a little bit of traffic coming in and we had a company reach out to do a sponsored post and Britt's smiling because of what happened. <laughs> Uh, they offered us a hundred dollars and I was stoked that someone offering us money in the ninth month, like, Oh my gosh, all this hard work's paying off. And I actually felt bad taking a hundred dollars. So I talked them down to 50. <laughs> so we only got 50 from them when we could have got a hundred, but that was the first point where we made money the ninth yeah. month of hustling both of mm-hmm. us night and day. And that's when like a week later, I think I went to Brittany and I just said, Hey Britt, we've been like stacking away money, avoiding as much risk as possible. Like yeah. we knew this point was going to come where I was going to quit and do either home inspection or do the blog full time. Like, what do you say that I quit in a couple <laughs> <Yeah>. weeks here? <laughs> we had a conversation and she said, you know, I trust you and let's, let's do this. Let's trust in God and have this jump and leap of faith and yeah. make it happen. Um, and I like to preface that we had over close to a year's worth of salary saved up. So we we're minimizing all of our risk in doing this. We, were, we set it up and we had a plan of attack. And I knew $50 isn't going to pay the bills, right. um, but we cut our expenses as well. I and still was working full time. Brittany I was working full time. teaching job. Yep. And then we also knew that I could pick up freelance work. So the first couple months of when I quit my job, I was picking up freelance work, working for VIP kid. I got a digital marketing job working part-time. So I even was making more than I was at my other job within two or three months. Excellent. Excellent. So Brittany, talk to me about your feelings at that time, being the conservative one in the, in the bunch about him saying, I'm ready to go do this wild and crazy thing after I've made $50. I think, um, the big change in me was cause I saw the change in the light in him that I didn't see when he was at the jail and he was in such a depression. I just wanted to see him in such a better place. He was excited and we both were excited and there, it was just a new person that I was seeing in him. So I 100% was like, let's just, let's ride this out. She's let's the best. <laughs> that is awesome. That is support. If you've ever heard it, my friends, yeah, I think she just got sick and tired of hearing me complain about my jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty good at that too. You just kind of wear them down if you talk yeah. about it. Enough, right? <laughs> so, sure. uh, Kellen, talk to me about what was giving you the confidence then to say, okay, I made 50 bucks. I can do this full time. What, what did you see in the future saying, I know I can make more and how, how can you make more? I I think I'm pretty stubborn by nature. If I set my mind to do something, I'm going to do it. And I was seeing people like, like Bobby Hoyt, he's a teacher and he's doing it. So why can't I do it? And I have experience selling stuff online on eBay and Amazon. So I was always making money growing up. So I knew it was possible. And then another factor of that confidence was I was looking for remote jobs for like the past five months. And I knew that there was a ton of opportunity online. Like it's literally endless. If you just put in the work and like look for it and figure out what skills and purpose you have, you can find work online. So that just gave me the confidence like, okay, here's 50 bucks. That's the sign. Like that's the start of the snowball starting. Now let's take the jump and Mm -hmm. and trust it to work out. Yeah, that's that's very cool. So talk to me about post nine months from there. 
you were starting to build things up. Maybe you were a little nervous, Brittany. Maybe you were a little nervous, Kellen, as you were trying to build this into a full-time thing for yourself. Did you consider quitting at all as you were going through it and just not seeing the results you were hoping for? I definitely, I mean, I thought about quitting last week. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. Entrepreneurship's like a roller coaster, And I think everyone goes through like slumps and they go through highs. It's, it's, you know, you gotta be emotionally strong going through it. But yeah, there's definitely been times, especially at the beginning, getting over the learning curve and like putting in that work with the unknown of if it's going to work out and putting all that time and effort into it to kind of continue to pursue it. That makes sense. That makes sense. So when did you feel like, all right, I think I've got this thing. I think I got this thing down. I'm feeling really good with it and we're making good money. When did, when did that happen for you? Um, so it was about three or four months into becoming a full-time entrepreneur. I was working for VIP kit. I had the, uh, digital marketing side hustle. I also took Bobby Hoyt's course, Facebook side hustle. I was going to run ads for local businesses. So I was doing a bunch of different things, trying to get streams of income coming in. And I actually put a post, I think it was in either Michelle's group or FinCon group, like, okay, should I focus my time on the blog or should I focus my time on making these other side hustles? And Jeff Proctor from Dollar Shrow, he said, you should focus, if you don't need the money right now, if you're okay and you're making enough money, focus on building something that's yours and your own. So that's when I really pivoted and said, okay, let's focus as much as we can on the blog and kind of slow down those side hustles. And eventually... I got to the point where it was like almost even where I was making the same hourly rate, wait, hourly rate working on the blog versus the side hustles. So that's kind of when I went full time. Let's stop all the freelance work yeah. and let's go full time on the blog. Got it. So that was your transition then. You, you went from full time work outside of the online world to more freelance work to supplement the income. And then you made a transition at one point to say, hey, I got to build my own property and make some money from that. Is that right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So what type of freelance work were you doing then? You mentioned VIP kid and some other things. Talk to us about what that even means and what what are some of those things you're doing to make money initially in the online world? Yeah, so VIP kid is a is a company that allows you to teach uh, English to Chinese students and you just need a bachelor's degree to do it. So somehow I got hired <laughs> and <laughs> And I was teaching English, which is cool because Brittany's a teacher and I loved it. It was like so much fun meeting those kids and really helping them learn English. And I have dyslexia, so it's crazy that I got hired and was teaching. <laughs> so if I can do it, anyone can do it. Um, and then the digital marketing, it was with a company and I found on Upwork, I was just searching digital marketing because I knew I wanted to learn social media and content marketing and the back end of WordPress. So I found that job and it was really just an account manager kind of taking people's companies with an agency, writing blog posts, putting them into WordPress, going social media posts, uh, graphics design, kind of everything that I need to learn for my own business. Yeah. So I learned those skills while I was getting paid and then used that towards our blog, basically. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So you're kind of learning by and being paid at the same time and then utilizing those skills to grow what you have on your yep. blog. So talk to me about what you guys are making today, maybe annually or monthly, so people can get an understanding of where you came from that $50 in the beginning uh -huh. to where you are now. <clears throat> Last year, we were extremely blessed. Uh, we had a lot. We made a majority of our money, over 50% through sponsorships. Um, last year, we did $250,000 in revenue and just under 200000 of that was profit. So absolutely insane year. Yeah, It's crazy to even say that. Um, but yeah, so the last six months to a year, we've been averaging anywhere between 10,000 to 20,000. Our best month before Brittany quit her job. And this, we were praying cr like crazy, like, is it time for Brittany to quit her job? Because that's a huge step. We're giving up her yeah. pension. We're giving up her health insurance, yeah. her income. Like that's scary. 
no matter how much money you're making. But the month before we made that decision for sure. And she put her two weeks in, we had a month that was $47,000 more than my salary as a teacher, which is insane. Yeah. I get like shivers even saying that, but that was like the sign, like, okay, you guys need to do this together. That's your purpose. Let's go. We'll be back to the show after a word from our sponsors. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing Coast Fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? (laughs) If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs. Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes and texting plan for only 25 bucks per month each. Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. And use the code MKM20 to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up. The code is valid until April 19th, 2024. Marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. Thanks for taking time to consider our sponsors, everyone. Let's jump back into the show. Well, I've got a million questions now. I have maybe 250,000 questions. Sorry. Let's go. <laughs> so tell me what it means to make a good amount of money from sponsorships. Sure. Uh, so once you build an audience and you have an, uh, an email list, social media following, and you have those readers that are diehard readers and companies will, companies have gotten smart. TV, TV ads are expensive paying on the radio is not the best billboards are a waste of money. So they're partnering with influencers, which are, we, we consider ourselves a micro influencer where we have a following of the, of the potential customers or the ideal customer that that company would want. So they'll partner with us where we already have that relationship and trust. We can share their product or service to our audience and they'll pay you a percentage or a flat fee 
to kind of put together a marketing campaign for them to market their product and service. Got it. So how do you choose, and I guess this is probably a question for both of you, Brittany, how do you guys dis- decide together who you feel confident in working with as a sponsor client? Yeah, we definitely get emails all the time, uh, like who are we going to work with? And it's definitely on companies that we would use ourselves or products that we would get behind and that we use ourselves personally and that we truly believe in that are actually going to help people. Yeah, I think we, I mean, we'll get an email at least once a day, like, Hey, we want to sponsor this yeah. a company I've never heard of before. <laughs> so it's really, and this is a lesson that I had to learn in the beginning before I would take any money. Like I want to make money. I'll sponsor you. <laughs> Uh, but now like that we have an audience and we have a brand and we have a reputation, like it, we are very strict on who we work with yeah. to make sure that it's the correct company for our audience and that it is beneficial to them and us and the company. So it's like win, win, win for everybody. Um, but yeah, we're very picky on who we work with and there's a lot, we sign up for, uh, sponsorship networks. So there's a couple different networks you can sign up for, put your Google analytics and link that to it, your social media, and you can find sponsorships like that. And then we also, have an ongoing list of companies that we love and adore and know that would be useful for our audience that we'll reach out and pitch to them as well. And it's just been a blessing. It's worked really well. That's incredible. That's incredible. So talk to me more, Brittany, about when you decided to make the leap from your full-time profession to doing this with Kellen. And then how do you guys split the workload? That's something I want to know too. (laughs) I think when our daughter was born, I just knew I wanted to be home with her. I don't think I really, we thought about it too much before then. I mean, we did, but we didn't because we thought like teachers, they have such good schedules. They have summers off, they have breaks, like you get out at three. It's like such a good schedule. Like, why would I ever leave that? But coming over to the blog and just having this ride with Kellen and just being able to serve such a bigger audience than a small class of 25. Yeah. And you love teaching. So it's like a difficult decision, but, but I am still teaching just in a different way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's yep. a great way to think about it. I, I, yeah. I was just thinking of that analogy in my head. Absolutely. <laughs> Becoming a, just a teacher with a bigger classroom. That's very yeah. cool. So talk to me about what this money has done for your family. You guys talked about you being in a little tighter situation when you got married and having some debt. What does this new money mean for you? I th- I think overall, money just makes you more of the person and people that you already are. Um, that's something Dave Ramsey says all the time. And I truly believe that it was definitely stressful to have the debt and to know that like, this was a, something we have to pay off is $500 a month that we can't get away from. So I knew like when Callie was born and the business was doing good, we sat down again at the table and we were like, if we can eliminate this debt, that's like the only thing holding us back from possibly you joining us or joining me. So I think now it's just, we're not as stressed about money. We have money. We are super blessed to have an amazing year last year that we can put back into the business and continue to grow it and continue to impact people. And it's yeah. really about building our legacy and building our impact on the world now um, and less about focusing on the money. And one thing I like to say is we went, we've gone from surviving to thriving mm-hmm. um, in our life. That's very cool. So where do you see as this business continues to grow, what do you, what goals do you have as a family uh, financially? <laughs> I'm the, I'm like the dreamer and, and I like spit ideas to Brittany all the time and she'll either shut them down and be like, yeah, that's a great idea. Uh, we've always dreamed about, we love camping. We've always dreamed about getting a fifth wheel and traveling around the U S. Yeah. Um, and we also have this big goal of becoming financially free by 35 and we're frugal. Brittany is amazing at keeping our expenses low and budgeting. So that number is not that insane to kind of reach. Um, mm-hmm. it's definitely possible. So that's kind of the, the two things that we're really looking forward to. That's great. What does financially free mean to you? Not have to worry about money, I guess. 
Yeah, mine is I'm I'm a numbers guy, so having enough in the bank to take four percent out for every year and not have to worry about it and live <laughs> off of it. Got it. Very cool. So, where are you putting that money? I guess, or where are you planning to put that money in order for you to do that, so people can understand how you're making this cash machine to uh, right. allow you to live like that. Uh, a lot of the money goes back into the business. Um, we keep a lot of it. I just, we just moved to an S corp. So I'm taking a salary now from the business, which is only the bare minimum that we have to take from the business to keep our lifestyle that we have now. Yeah. But yeah, we're stacked. We're maxing out our Roth IRA and our IRA every year. We opened up an SEP account, um, which is self-employment pension. Um, and we're putting dumping money into that. We have taxable investment accounts. So just a lot into the market and we try to keep our checking and savings account as like lean as possible. <laughs> and put everything in the, in the markets that's working for us. That's very cool. Well, you're, you're developing a business. So has it turned into more than just the two of you, you guys hiring any employees or contractors? How does that work? Yeah, we have a team, uh, team savvy, we call them. Yeah. Uh, we have a virtual assistant. Um, she actually, I used to be a dancer when I was growing up. Um, so we dance at the same dance studio and she actually lives really close to us, even though she's our VA, she's, Still around in person. Shout out to Roxanne <laughs> for another time.com. And uh, we also have a writer. Yep. Francesca. Um, she just changed her name, moneyfox.com. She's from the UK. But uh, yeah, keep our team real, real small and kind of help them and train them and continue to help them grow their blog as well. And just keep a tight knit family yeah. type of business. Um, keep our costs low as possible. That's very cool. So, Brittany, talk to me about how you guys manage your time now. You're both working, and you've got some folks to help you out. How does this work as a family now? How do you, how, how do you guys manage your schedule since you're not, you know, passing each other in the night? You're not working in the morning, and and he's working at night. How, how what's your schedule look like now? That's a great question. Uh, it's constantly changing. It we have not how long I've been out seven months now, and we have not figured it out yet. <laughs> Neither have I, um, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I have tried staying up late and being the night owl. I take care of Callie most of the day while Kellen's working. So then I work at night. He gets up early and works, and then he works most of the day, too. <laughs> he says he doesn't, but he really does. I don't work that much. <laughs> yeah, I track my hours. It's not that much. Okay. Um, no. So, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a lot more difficult than we expected For to sure. kind of get a nice balance because – you either going to be an incredible father, an incredible husband, an incredible business owner. It's hard to be all three at once. Exactly. Um, so it's kind of like picking and choosing. And we're, we finally have a decent schedule down where we're going to bed at the same time. And we're both getting at least four hours of solid focused work in a day. And we, I think we both average anywhere around 20 to 30 hours a week. Mm -hmm. And combined, that's you know plenty to keep the business running with yeah. along with our awesome team that helps us. But yeah, it's kind of We've had to be flexible. We've had to learn how to be with each other nonstop every day, especially with the snow outside. We can't really get outside. So we make sure that we keep our schedules busy and we're all doing stuff um, together yeah. and separately. That makes sense. So, Brittany, what's it like to work uh, with your husband uh, in, in a business? Um, it has its hard times, that's for sure. Uh, we are completely different personalities. If you know anything about Enneagrams, I'm a number one. I'm a perfectionist. So Cullen is far from that. Far from it. He likes to break the rules a lot, so it's hard for me. But <laughs> we we do a really good job at like having our times where it's like business meetings. We need to be focused. This is what we're going to talk about. Having those key 
communications between us and the business and And setting up boundaries between our marriage, between being a parent and between, you know, business partners. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's that, the reason I'm asking about the schedule. Uh, everybody uh, is that I'm personally figuring it out myself. We were talking about that before we got on the call, before it was recording. That yeah, that, that this this is a really cool thing to be able to work from home and make good money. But yeah, there's still some realities of like, hey, how do we make this work? How do we make this work for a schedule? Yeah. And how do we make it, uh, you know, jive as uh, young parents too? So yeah. I appreciate you guys being vulnerable with me because I'm, I'm in the same spot as for well. Sure. For sure. I feel like it's almost harder when you have so much freedom to have a good schedule. Yeah. If that makes oh, any sense is, at all. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like your jobs that, that you, you all used to have the, the careers were the, were the boundaries, right? Here, yeah. Come here now mm-hmm. and leave here then. And that, now it's like, well, there is no boundaries <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have to exactly. create your own. And then, and yep. then, yeah. and then, you know, so it's interesting. It's a struggle that I'm working on and I know you guys are working on too, but in the meantime, man, congratulations on killing it. Like you have been to come from a $50, nine months of nothing to $50 <laughs> to where you guys are $250,000 in a year. That is, uh, it is insane. So let's talk to the person who's listening right now that is interested in blogging as a side hustle or being a micro influencer. As you guys said, what's the best piece of advice for them to start with just to kick things off? I think I would say that they need to start something. If it's a blog, it needs to be something that they're passionate about. Like we are so passionate about personal finance and that's why we get up or stay late to work on it full time and grind on it. Uh, it just has to be a passion. It's got to be what you talk about, what you just love. And then that will just make everything so much easier in blogging. Yeah. It'll take, take some of the pressure off of, all right, I'm doing this just for money. I got to do it for money because Blogging, like like any business you start, you're going to put in so much upfront time and effort that, and you're not going to reap the rewards right away, um, that it needs to be something that you're just passionate about and you can do as a hobby on the side um, as you continue to build it and get over the learning curve to continue to stay motivated to keep keep at it. Kellen, talk to me about the passion side of things. Money's great, and obviously you want to keep making more of that. That's fantastic. Have you guys had anybody reach out to you that said, you've really impacted me with the work that you've done, and could you share that with us today? Yeah, we, we get emails all the time on uh, couples that have never been able to sit down and have a budget meeting together that we've helped them do that or help them really get motivated to pay off debt or just figure out how to stick to a budget because they failed mm-hmm. so many times. Yeah. So those those are the emails that absolutely mean the world to us. This was when we did the partnership with debt.com. Mm-hmm. We we put together a debt binder that people use and to pay off debt and get organized. We partnered with debt.com and we were able to give $1,000 away to one of our readers to kind of jumpstart their journey into debt, uh, debt freedom. And we got a personal handwritten letter back from that, that reader. And that was, was amazing. super touching and amazing. It's in the office. Um, made me cry. I'm an emotional dude <laughs> when we got it. And it was just super special to yeah. know that we are having that impact on mm-hmm. people. That's awesome, man. Well, I'm a crier too, and I'm a big fan of Debt.com. They're actually a sponsor of the show, so hey, uh, we're, 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 in this, we're in the same world. <laughs> okay, and there's also somebody else listening right now, and they're like, well, I've, I've been blogging for a while, and I'm not, I'm not making that much money at all. So what is one takeaway that the hobbyist blogger or the person who's been blogging for a while can do to get to the level you guys are at? I, th- I think the moment that you stop thinking of it as a hobby and you want it to be a business is when there's a light switch that goes off that 
you need to be productive with your time. You need to set up uh, a plan for your business and have a business model on how you're going to make money, how you're going to drive traffic and just treat it way more as a profession and as a career than just let's write a blog post about how I'm feeling today or how I crocheted this, whatever it is, focusing on looking at other people, seeing how they're being successful, seeing how they're making money, the articles they're writing, doing some competitor analysis or SWOT analysis and coming up with a business plan and uh, just starting to execute on it basically. I love it. That's very motivating uh, for a lot of people listening, especially me. Thank you very much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Where's the best place for people to connect with you guys, learn more about you? <laughs> We're on all social media platforms um, at The Savvy Couple and Savvy's with two V's. We get a lot of confusion with that. <laughs> but yeah, if you if you go to our site, thesavvycouple.com, all of our stuff is linked there. Uh, happy to to meet you guys and help you out any we can. Excellent. Well, thank you both so much, Kellen and Brittany. I really appreciate you opening up with us about your big victories as well as the areas you guys are working on. And I look forward to, you know, figuring it out together. So thank you both very much. Awesome. Absolutely, Andy. Thank you. Thank you. What an incredible story of the massive scale and possibility that exists in the world of digital entrepreneurship. So cool. Here are my top three takeaways from my conversation with Kellen and Brittany Klein. Number one, discover your passion. Kellen and Brittany love the topic of personal finance. And so do I. And maybe so do you because you're listening to the show. (laughs) And that's why they and I love working on it. Money aside, right? Money's great, but finding something you love talking about, writing about, working on, teaching, it doesn't feel like work anymore, right? It just feels like fun. And if your spouse loves the topic too, that's a double win, like the Kleins here. This is super cool. So I guess find your passion is our point here. Number two, find a way to make money from that passion. It's all well and good to follow your passion, right? You heard that? Follow your passion. And Andy's jumping onto that bandwagon by telling you to follow your passion. But we need to make enough of a living to not only survive from our passion, but thrive, as Kellen said. So take your passion for your craft, whatever it is, and find a way to monetize it. A friend of mine This is awesome. A friend of mine was telling me about his passion for woodworking, for creating things with his hands out of wood. And and to see him talk about it, he just, just lit up. He just lit up talking about it. And I've known this guy for over five years now, and I've never seen him light up about a topic like that. And he never shared it with me before I you know, told him about my digital entrepreneurship life. And he's telling me about it. He's like, I love woodworking and I'm going to start a YouTube channel about it. And just to see him light up and get so excited about the woodworking and then transferring it to, Hey, I'm going to make a YouTube channel out of it and start to monetize and get some advertising going at advertising dollars going. It's just so cool. I just uh, seeing him put it all together and see his passion Ah, it was just a great moment. <laughs> and if he does the right thing and, you know, moves forward with it, he's going to make good money and do what he loves. So anyway, <laughs> exciting little story to share there. Number three, you can't do it all. 
Yeah. Now, this digital entrepreneurship stuff can get pretty exciting. And if you get into it, it'll be a lot of fun, but it can be all-encompassing. So make sure it doesn't take over your life. Your spouse still needs time with you. Your kids still need time with you. And there's a lot more to life than work, even if you love it, right? And mostly this third point that I'm talking about is mostly for me. I'm talking to myself. (laughs) I'm headed into month two of my digital entrepreneur life. And man, is my life out of whack right now. I'm running on very little sleep and I'm just not feeling the balance, you know, the moderation that I used to have when I was doing my full-time career. I kind of understood how to do that. I did that for 15 years and now this is all brand new to me, but there's always time for change. And that's what month two is going to be all about for me. I'm going to be adjusting my workload and eliminating the unessential tasks and commitments that stop me from the life I want to live. It sounds like Brittany and Kellen are in the same boat of sorts. They've had some massive success and financial fortune, and it's new to them, right? Like anything that's new, it takes time to learn how to handle it. So honestly, I think that both me and Kellen and Brittany are going to find that balance. It's just going to take some time. And it all starts with taking the first step. Kellen and Brittany, thank you so much for opening up about your huge wins, sharing the details, and also the areas that you're working on to improve. I wish you both the best of luck this year. And I hope you keep winning big personally and financially. As a quick reminder, everybody, this show is for entertainment purposes only. Be sure to seek out a professional for your specific situation. Before we go for the day, I'd like to ask you to do one important thing to support this show. Please take two minutes to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast in Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. That two-minute favor would mean the world to me as I continue to grow my show and help other families thrive. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from Thomas Merton. Happiness is not a matter of intensity, but of balance, order, rhythm, and harmony. Here's to a year of young family wealth and happiness, my friends. Carpe diem! Carpe diem!